Hey there, and thanks for listening to our podcast. Our mission at Hope is to invite everyone to find Jesus and help them move toward the center of God's purpose for their life. Here's this weekend's message. Well, Merry Christmas uh, to all of you, all of our campuses, and all of you watching online. So glad you've tuned in, and all of us here at Frisco East, Merry Christmas. That's when you say Merry Christmas back. That's okay. There you go. There you go. Hey, uh, when you're growing up, no, no matter your age, how many remember making out a Christmas list? Depending on your age, it would vary on how that would happen. If you're now and you're a kid right now, you send a link to what you want, right? If you were like me, you would get the Sears catalog or the JCPenney catalog and, and you would circle what, yeah, some old people, <laughs> you would circle what you would want and then you would, you know, you'd give that to your mom or dad and you'd say, this is what I want. These are the things. And, and I wasn't a crazy list maker. I mean, like I knew we weren't rich, so I was, you, you know, paced myself, but I was an only child too. So that means I got everything I wanted, which was awesome. Siblings are overrated. <laughs> I'm telling you, especially at Christmas time. But um, one of the gifts that I remember I got on Christmas was this, uh, this football game. I remember this. Oh, wow. You were the more lively of any campus. There must be older people here with me. Um, this was my very football game that I had when I was growing up. Uh-oh. Oh, there we go. You hear that? Remember that? Man, I mastered this thing, man. I, I would play hours in, in my bed. I'd just be, you know, beating the, the guys and or whatever. It was awesome. And um, this was before Atari. This is before Xbox and before all the ungodly things that you guys get now. This was, <laughs> this was pretty awesome. Um, how, how many remember getting things on your list and then how many remember having things on your list that you didn't get? So that was very uncommon, honestly, for me. But the one thing that I do remember is I wanted a mongoose bike. Now, back when I was growing up, elementary and uh, early middle school, you rode, still rode bikes and man, I wanted a mongoose my dad, who was an industrious guy, he could take apart an engine, put it back together, a transmission, put it back together. He could build things. He could do anything and everything. So instead of wasting money on an inferior bike, he said, hey, let's take your bike that's just fine and let's redo it, right? So the banana seat bike that I had with uh, Tony the Tiger grips, he said, let's just take that apart and redo it and we'll put new tires on it. So we did. He, we took this thing apart, painted it white, put a blue seat on it, blue handle grips, new knob tires. And he said, man, here, this is better than a mongoose. And I've been in counseling ever since, right? Because <laughs> how many know that's just not the same? My friends had a mongoose. I wanted. But speaking of lists, let me read Isaiah chapter 9. You'll recognize this, I think, for the most part. For a child is born to us, a son is given to us. The government will rest on his shoulders, and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. That's a great list. 
His government and its peace will never end. He will rule with fairness and justice from the throne of his ancestor David for all eternity. The the passionate commitment of the Lord of heaven's armies will make this happen. This was 700 years before Jesus approximately when Isaiah penned these words and foretelling the birth of Jesus in the first century. Now, if you were to ask Israel, the the country, the people of Israel who lived in the Middle East and modern-day Israel now, Jerusalem and that area, if you were to ask them to make out a Christmas list, this is what they would put. Mighty God, everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. They were looking for a king. They were looking for a new government. They were looking for no more Roman rule. And they had been, for most of their history, under some kind of rule, whether that's Egypt, uh, Persia, Assyrians, Babylon, Greece, Rome. So on their Christmas list, first century would have been a mighty king to restore the kingdom of Israel, like was promised. And what they got wasn't on their list. Let's read the Christmas story, Luke chapter 2. At that time, the Roman emperor Augustus decreed that a census should be taken throughout the Roman Empire. This was the first census taken when Quirinius was governor of Syria. All returned to their own ancestral towns to register for this census. And because Joseph was a descendant of King David, he had to go to Bethlehem in Judea, David's ancient home. He traveled there from the village of Nazareth in Galilee. He took with him Mary, to whom he was engaged, who was now expecting a child. And while they were there, the time came for her baby to be born. She gave birth to her firstborn son. She wrapped him snugly in strips of cloth and laid him in a manger, because there was no room for for them or no lodging available for them. That night... There were shepherds staying in the fields nearby, guarding their flocks of sheep. And suddenly an angel of the Lord appeared among them, and the radiance of the Lord's glory surrounded them. They were terrified. But he said, I bring you good news. And he said, he reassured them, don't be afraid. He said, I bring you good news that will bring great joy to all people. The Savior. Yes, the Messiah, the Lord, has been born today in Bethlehem, the city of David. And you will recognize him, listen to this, by this sign. You will find a baby wrapped snugly in strips of cloth, lying in a manger. Suddenly the angel was joined by a vast host of others, the armies of heaven, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven, and peace on earth to those with whom God is pleased. When the angels had returned to heaven, the shepherds said to each other, let's go to Bethlehem. Let's see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. They hurried to the village and found Mary and Joseph, and there was the baby lying in the manger. After seeing him, the shepherds told everyone what had happened and what the angel had said to them about this child. All who heard the shepherd's story were astonished, but Mary kept all these things in her heart and thought about them often. The shepherds went back to their flocks, glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen. It was just as the angel had told them. 
Now, we look back at this story, most of us know this story, if nothing else, from Charlie Brown. But maybe a lot of us from church, year after year, you've heard the Christmas story in one way or another. This was their first Christmas. And if you look at Mary and Joseph and what would be on their list for their lives, it was not this. Mary was a teenager and she was a virgin, yet now the the angel would come to her and say, you're going to be pregnant by the Holy Spirit. Oh, that makes total sense, right? Imagine the conversation with her parents, the conversation with her fiance, the whole town wondering what in the world is going on, and now this Messiah who is prophesied to be born, and Mary visited by the angel, Joseph visited by the angel, John the Baptist mom involved, and I mean, it was, a, it, was a, it was a big deal, but yet it wasn't on any of their lists. A, a, a king, the Messiah, born in a manger where, where, where sheep feed? A poor couple, unwed? It, was, it wasn't on the list. And then the only people invited to the, to the birth were the lowest of the low in that culture, and that was shepherds. And then foreigners, the wise men, the only ones who would come. And maybe the wise men came later, but nonetheless, to celebrate the birth, to recognize the king, the lowest of the low, and foreigners. It just wasn't on their list the people of Israel in all of Jesus' life, his ministry, they could not get over the way that he arrived. Now, let's go back to your list. And some of us have made life lists for us. And we, we kind of dreamed or kind of pictured how our lives would go. And some of us have met some of those expectations and some of us haven't. In fact, many of us, I would say, haven't. We look at our lives and we go, that's not what I dreamed. That's not what I pinned. That's not what I expected. And maybe some of it's been disappointing. Maybe your expectations have not been met in your marriage or in your life or in your family. And it's, and it's been, quite frankly, it's been a mess. And it's, and it's not all your fault. It's it's just a lot of things. It's life, right? And it just hasn't met your expectations. The list that you made didn't come to pass. Just like Israel, just like Mary, just like Joseph. You know, God usually surprises us, and He never really works the way we want Him to for the most part. He never arrives the way and on time. You, you never notice that about God. He's usually well, it's, it's on his time. He's in perfect time, but it's on his terms and it's in his time when he arrives and when he arrives. And he always does. He always arrives. But maybe it's our list that gets in the way. It's our expectations that get in the way. And Israel, first century, most of them didn't see it because he wasn't on their list. His arrival and the way in which he arrived just wasn't on the list. And maybe for you, hey, listen, many of us have walked through this and journeyed this life, and we've been hurt. Some of you have been hurt, disillusioned by a church at some point in your life. 
You've been disappointed by a family that, your family, that it didn't turn out the way you thought. You've been discouraged by the life that you've lived, and you just kind of look at your life, and you just kind of go, God, where were you? And let me just ask you a question, and maybe let's look at it a little bit differently. Maybe our list needs to change. Maybe our expectations need to change, and I don't mean lower your expectations. I just mean surrender them. I mean surrender your list and quit writing your own story and quit making a list that we think we need and and what we want and say, God, here's my list, but I surrender this list and I surrender my life to your plans and I'm going to let you arrive in my life. I'm going to let you come on your terms and in your time. I'm going to trust you. Many of us walk through this life and we totally miss the arrival of God because we're writing the story, because we have expectations that are different. Hey, I don't think you're here by accident. Maybe you were bribed by a family member who, maybe you're out of town and they said, if you want to eat, you got to come to church. (laughs) And you're here, man. You didn't want to be here, but, and let me tell you something, man. I, I just don't think you're here by accident. And it's not because of this church or because of the music or me. It The Lord wants you to know that he arrives every single time. But maybe our list of what we want, our expectations of what we want, maybe those are the things that need to change. And when those things are surrendered, then you see how God arrives. And so this Christmas, I, I hope that this service helps focus you to the, not just the reason for the season, but focus you to your expectations in your life and your journey and, and just that you would surrender those and allow God to do what only He can do. The way that He came was intentional. I mean, if I was writing the story, if I were God, I, I would have, I mean, like you maybe, I mean, we, it, it would have been in a palace. It would have been major news coverage. The Messiah, Jesus is here. I mean, we would all probably write this story a little bit different, but the way that he came was intentional. It was on purpose that he came as, as a baby born to an unwed couple in a manger stable, and the visitors would be shepherds and foreigners. There is a reason for that, and that's because no matter who you are, the lowest of the low or the highest of the high, you are welcome to the family of God. And you may, this this service may catch you by surprise, but the Lord wants you to know that you can trade and surrender your list for his, and I promise you this, you'll never be disappointed. You can keep writing your own story, you can keep doing your own thing, or you can surrender your expectations and your story and see what God will do, because he always shows up. The way that he came, he calls himself the light of the world. Jesus was the light of the world. And the way that he came 
everything about his life, everything about his ministry, everything about the cross, everything about the resurrection was a light that would lead us back to the Father. If only we could see it. So, this Christmas, let Jesus, the light of the world, lead you home. Lord, your story is always exciting and it's never dull. This is not a fairy tale. It's not a Disney show or movie. This is life and the way in which you have reconciled the world to you is through your son and he came so that everyone could be invited. The lowest of the low, the wealthy of the wealthy. We're all one. And maybe some people in this room have created some lists for their lives that are, that are their own. May we have the courage to surrender those and allow Jesus, the light of the world, to lead us back to the Father. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for listening to Hope's weekend message. Visit hopefellowship.net and further connect with us by downloading the Hope app from the App Store or Google Play. Have a great day.